Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's life study. The putting to death of Jesus and the renewing of the inward man. These are phrases from the Apostle Paul that are found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We are continuing today with our life study of 2 Corinthians, and we are dealing with a very experiential chapter. This is Matt Miller filling in for Chris Wilde, and with me is Dick Taylor today for a very special program. Dick, I'm glad you're here with me. Thank you, Matt. I am glad to be here and to really get into the essence of 2 Corinthians 4 on how the ministers and their ministry are just one. It's a very uh, critical program. We've been talking about it for the last few days. Mm. This is our third program on 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we've been stressing that the ministry and the ministers become one, just like you just said. And uh, the Apostle Paul and his co-workers lived in such a way that their life became their ministry. We see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This may be a strange thought to some, Dick. Could you give us a little introductory word to this concept? Well, it's definitely in contrast to our ministry merely being something of activities and outward works. It means mainly that we are really one with the unique minister in this universe, and that's Jesus Christ. And if we're one with him, then all of our outward activities and works will be our ministry because we're just living him, one with him, enjoying him. So the unique minister and ministry in this universe is Christ himself. Our need is to be one with him. How can we be one with him? It's by always enjoying the putting to death of Jesus. In other words, the death of our natural man, so that the inward man, which is Christ in our spirit and renewing our our soul, the parts of our soul, this inward man could be released, uh, could be distributed, and this one who's really life is really the ministry. So the ministry and the minister's are just one. And the reality of the minister and the real ministry is just Christ himself dispensing himself as life. So we as believers in Christ want to be those who enjoy constantly the putting to death of Jesus, the putting aside of our natural life, and the renewing of the inward person, and uh, the resurrecting of Christ within us, in our spirit and in our soul, so that he could flow out and minister himself as life into humanity for the building up of his body. This is the genuine ministry. May we be those who see that Christ is the unique minister, and he's also the unique ministry. Our deepest need is to be one with him. How is this possible? It's through enjoying the death of Christ, the putting aside of our outward man, that our inward man would be resurrected, renewed, released, life could flow, and we would be those who are genuinely in the New Testament ministry, ministering this wonderful Christ as life. This is the real work of the Lord. 
This New Testament ministry, Dick, I think is a little different than a lot of the Christian ministries you see out there today. It sounds like it's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week ministry. Absolutely. We want to be one with this Christ 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. May we just be so one with this precious Christ, who is the real minister and the real ministry, that the body of Christ could really be builded up by the dispensing of Christ as life. Thanks for that opening, Dick. I appreciate it. And let's go on to the life study for today from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Chapter 4 presented us a picture of a life. In such a chapter, Paul uses this particular title, Jesus. The putting to death of Jesus, delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in us. Jesus, Jesus, all the way Jesus. Uh, We have to uh, find out what was the reason Paul uses this title of the Lord Jesus in a particular way. When you come to the Lord Jesus, you must see that the record of his life doesn't strike what he has done, what works he has accomplished. But the record of him is a record of life. What kind of life he lived? This was a strong reason that Paul in this chapter uses this title, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. And this title brings us back to the Lord Jesus as one that lives a life. He just lives a life. And you and I must realize the one who went to the cross to accomplish the redemption for the fulfilling of God's eternal purpose was not a great worker, not a great work that qualified him to be such a redeemer. No, 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 no. Not the work, but the life. Dick, we're not saying that the Lord Jesus didn't have a work. Witness Lee's just saying that his work is not what qualified him. It was his life. That's right. Would you develop this thought? Many people, when they think of the Lord's life on the earth, that's all they think about is his work. That's right. They don't think about his life. Really true, Matt. And you know what I was thinking about right away, Matt, was uh, John chapter 2. There, the Lord did something that apparently was just outward, where he changed the water into wine. Right. Uh, Of course, people were attracted by these outward signs. But it's really interesting how John chapter 2 ends, where the Lord told the people that were following, he says, I actually don't really entrust myself to you because you're following me only because of the outward things. And he didn't say it directly, but basically what he was saying is, you're missing the main point, life. And then the chapter 3 begins, but there was a man named Nicodemus. 
And then it gets into this matter of Nicodemus having received a life from his parents, but he needs to be born anew. Needed a new life. He needed a new life. So the Lord was bringing us just from merely looking at outward activities and works to a living, a life, so that the Lord's testimony could actually be accomplished. If we're really people who see this, then all the activities and all the works will really eventually just minister life to people. But the problem is it's very easy to be distracted and to be caught up with activities and works. And then John chapter 6, the Lord fed the 5,000. And then right away, the people were so excited about the outward work and activity that they were going to rush to make him the king. And he, in his wonderful way, disappeared and withdrew. And the Bible indicates that he went away because he's not for just this outward working and activity. He's really for the living of a life, which is a testimony of God. Then in John chapter 12, again, there's the thought that maybe he would be made the king. Uh, He's resurrected Lazarus from the dead. But eventually it says that the Lord again withdrew, and he made it very clear that as a grain of wheat, his goal was to fall into the ground and die so that many grains could be produced, that is, so that life could flow and life could be dispensed into all of his followers to make them the increase of himself. So the Lord wasn't here just doing an outward activity uh, kind of trying to stir up many works, but he was here living a life. And so his living and his ministry were just one. It was just a life. And that's why Paul stresses in Second Corinthians 4, the death of Jesus, the life of Jesus, 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 Jesus. What we need is not just a bunch of outward activities, but we really need to be one with Jesus. And his life would be duplicated and reproduced in us by us turning to him, opening to him, being one with him in our spirit, moment by moment saying, oh, Lord, I need you. Lord, I love you. This keeps us in the realm of life. And that's the real ministry. That's the real minister. And then the Lord's purpose is carried out. I was really touched that mostly people have emphasized works, even among Christians. And I grew up with that kind of emphasis. But eventually you just become empty. And you realize that many, many good works could be done. Even thousands, millions, for example, could uh, be regenerated, be born again. But what happens? They may end up like a baby that's born in the alley, has no parents to raise them. There's no growing up, no maturing. And so there's no real testimony of the Lord, which is the body of Christ. So what's needed is for us to see Christ as the unique pattern, who is the real minister with the real ministry, and who only was a person distributing himself as life. And then we have to realize today this Christ is the life-giving spirit. He's in our spirit, and our hope is not in our outward man. Our outer man is being consumed. But our inner man, where Christ is, is being renewed day by day. We want to be one with this wonderful minister in his ministry for the dispensing of himself as life and the building up of the body of Christ as his testimony. Thanks, Dick. It's perfect time for us to go to the next portion with Witness Lee because he's going to get into a a famous work 
in the Christian history called the Welch Revival that happened about a hundred years ago. And well, I'll let Witness Lee uh, share about that. Let's go back to him right now. This point, not a work, but a life, is a great part of the Lord's today recovery. Amen. The Lord today is recovered alive, not a kind of a reviving work. Christians in the past centuries, oh, so many Christians prayed for a great revival. They prayed, they prayed. But according to history, there had never been a revival that stirred up all the Christians on this earth. Eighty years ago, there was a revival in Wales, England. But I tell you, when I heard about it, it was just a little over 20 years. It was all to get over. The record says, at the revival time, on the whole island of Wales, not one was not saved. Every person on that island was saved. No one left to be saved by you. To such an extent, how come a revival to such an extent only lasted less than 20 years? What is a revival? Revival doesn't work. Only one thing works. That is a life. Amen. Jesus never did a great work. But today, Jesus has been spread to every corner of the earth. Not a Jesus of work, but a Jesus of life. Many of you, no need to say, we the older ones, even you young people, what is subconsciously or unconsciously in you for the Lord's interest is a work. I like to be a great evangelist. Bigger than Billy Graham. You have to drop this. I do believe this is the reason why the apostle is presenting a confirmation to his ministry. He didn't use a great name. He used what? Jesus. Jesus. The putting to death of Jesus. For Jesus' sake. The life of Jesus. Not the life of a great man, but the life of a small man. The life of a despised man. Well, Dick, revival didn't work for the long run in Wales. And Witness Lee referred to a revival that will work. Again, he brings us back to a Jesus of life as opposed to a Jesus of work. I know this may be repetitive, but I think it's worth repeating. Can you develop this more, this difference between life and work? You know, Matt, that's why I'm so happy for the Lord's recovery and for this ministry, because we're brought to the proper focus that we see in 2 Corinthians, and that is a ministry of life and not of works. Because it's very easy, like we mentioned before, it's very easy, for example, when the Lord was on the earth in the four Gospels, to uh, get caught up with the outward things, but to miss this dear person as life and a person who's living a life. 
when you see even the precious name Jesus, it's not the name of a great man in, a, in that sense. It's a despised person, rejected person. Yet we know, we know really how great he is. He's the most wonderful one in the whole universe. But his name is referring to despised, rejected, lowly. But this is the life that he lived. Uh, so it was not a Jesus of work, but a Jesus of life. And what's happened is through the centuries— Many times there's kind of like a little revival, but it's not really being brought to this person with his life and his living and his ministry, but it's being brought mostly to outward activities, and especially if there's any success. Then there's some stress on that. So eventually people miss the person Jesus. They miss the life, and they just get caught up in the activity or the work. And like Brother Lee referred to the... uh, the Welsh Revival. I did hear that at one point you could not find, at least in the area of Wales, you could not find anybody who didn't know Christ as their Savior. But like Bradley said, 20 years later, you could go to certain places and it's just like they had never heard of the Lord in their whole life. I had relatives that were involved in that revival, but it was not long-lasting. We certainly appreciate what the Lord did then, But the Lord is after a final revival. And even Brother Lee, before he passed away, ministered something called a new revival. And that new revival eventually realized is not a thing. It's not an activity. It's not just a flash in the pan. It's a group of people who realize who Christ is and are practicing to be one with him in his living, and they are living a life, not even individually, but together as members of the body. They're living a life. Eventually, the new revival is just Jesus living his life over again in a group of his believers to be the reality of his body, and this will bring him back. There's been works, works, activities, activities, and we're not putting down any genuine work or any genuine activity that's out of life, but we have to realize it's very easy to lose our focus Jesus is not a Jesus of work. He's a Jesus of life. So may we be brought back to him, realize how he lived. He lived his life, always putting aside his human life and living by the Father, living by the divine life, so that there could be a testimony of life and the flowing of life. He lived a crucified life his whole 33 and a half years before he even went to the cross. Now that wonderful Christ is the life-giving spirit in us, He just wants us to be one with him so that we would be the reproduction, the continuation and duplication of that living, so that our living would not be a living of work, but a living of life. Oh, Dick, I wish we had time to develop this more. This is really an important point, but we're going to have to go on and we're not going to finish the life study today. The verse says in chapter four that death operates in us. Let's go on to Witness Lee for the final portion of today's life study. So then... That our praise in us. This is the work. <laughs> what kind of work is this? Work by that. That our praise in us. This is our work. This is the work of the apostles. The work of death. This doesn't sound so good. But the issue is wonderful. That our praise in us. Life in you. This is the real work of the New Covenant ministry. 
It is not to work, but to die. You and I, first they need to die. The life may work in others. We need to die. To die is our working. If you die, life will work. You minister life to others by dying, by being put to death. This is the work. So, Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, says, I die daily. This kind of putting death of Jesus is to consume your old creation. We the believers, since being regenerated, we have the outer part signifying old creation, which should be consumed, which should be worn out. Meantime, we have an inner part. And this inner part signifying the very everlasting God. This part is within us. This part should be developed. This part should be resurrected. This part should be renewed. So, this putting to death is a matter of Jesus. This putting to death is of this part that needed to be consumed, needed to be destroyed. You and I, as genuine believers, all have this part. Paul, in this chapter, calls it the outward man. The outward man is decaying. The outward man is being consumed. It's being wasted away. It's being worn out. And this wearing out of these outward men is the putting to death of Jesus. Dick, it's interesting that the wearing out of the outer man is so intrinsically related to the life of Jesus being manifested through the believers. You know, I I remember a song, it reminds me of by Witness Lee that says, death and life, they always go together. Deepen, Lord, the flow. I thought, uh, you know, this is really something how death and life always go together. Why don't you, I'll give you the conclusion of the program here. Yes, that's a good point, Matt. And I like this verse in verse 12 of chapter 4. So then death operates in us, but life in you. So death and life, they go together. When there's death to our outward man, uh, the old creation, then the life within us can be released into others for the building up of the new man and of the new creation. So I appreciate so much that when we talk about death, we're not talking about an ugly death. Uh, There's one writing where Brother Lee refers to the fact that um, the death of Adam is really ugly, but the death of Jesus is really sweet. We need to enjoy the death of Jesus, which issues in the consuming of our outer man and the old creation. So the renewing of the inner man or the everlasting God within our being. (laughs) And I appreciate so much, uh, Matt, this verse, 2 Corinthians 4.16. Maybe we can end with this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not become spiritless. We do not become utterly exhausted or worn out or discouraged. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man, which is Christ, the everlasting God in us, is being renewed day by day. So as the outer man is being consumed, the inner man is being renewed, 
Life is being released, and the issue is the building up of the body of Christ as the testimony of Jesus. Dick, it was really good to have you here today. Good to be here. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the renewing of the inner man through today's program. And if you'd like to get a printed copy of today's message, you can call us at 888-543-3788 or send email to radio at lsm.org. Join us again tomorrow. We've had a really good week so far, and I think we'll have another great life study for you tomorrow. On behalf of Dick Taylor, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening. In both the first and last book of the Bible, God presents himself to man as the tree of life. Throughout the Bible, God is portrayed as food for man to eat and life for man to enjoy. In the tree of life, Witness Lee presents a view of God's heart that is little understood and seldom experienced by Christians today, revealing that it is God's desire that we receive Christ experience Christ, and enjoy Christ as our moment-by-moment supply. The Tree of Life from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.